Hey, hey, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. And today I want to talk about creating self confidence because self confidence is something that we can create on purpose to help us move forward with those big goals and dreams that we're trying to achieve. So before I dive into that, I want to talk a little bit about the difference between confidence and self-confidence. Did you know there was one? Because that was something I learned here not too long ago. So I want to share that with you today because it's super helpful. It was super helpful for me. And I love sharing things with you guys that are helpful to me in hopes that they'll be, it'll be helpful to you too. So self-confidence, or let's start with confidence. Confidence is something that is created from something outside of us. It's something that comes from us already being able to do something. So one example that works really well for me and um, that I like to share is an example offered up by um, a coach I've worked with, Jody Moore, and That example is that of going to the grocery store to get milk. If I say to you, hey, could you go to the grocery store and pick up a gallon of milk? You are probably very confident in your ability to do that because you have gone and gotten milk before. You know where the store is. You know how to find the milk. And if it's a store you've never been to before, you have a general idea where to find it. And you also know how to pay for it, right? If there's road work, road construction on the way to the store, you just find a detour around it, right? You don't say, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get to the store. I'm never going to be able to buy this milk. None of that. You just say, okay, I guess I'm going to find a different way. You never say, I failed at getting milk or I don't know how to get milk. We just figure it out, right? You are confident in your ability to get the milk because you've had tons of practice. And we have done all kinds of things like this in our life, right? If you are a midlife woman, chances are you are confident in lots of things. Maybe it's a lot of things within your job or your career. And maybe there's some things that you're still not completely confident in, but you're learning to be confident in them through self-confidence. Maybe it's something simple like cooking dinner or your ability to get up for work on time, or you're confident that you know the way to get to work, right? It's just like you're on autopilot. You can be thinking of many other things as you are driving to work. Um, Getting gas in our cars is another one. We're probably pretty confident that we can do that, right? So we're confident in many, many things. And this confidence comes from outside of us. It's external. And I hear clients all the time say that they wish they could be confident in reaching their goal. But because this kind of confidence is external, it's not something that we show up at the beginning of starting to achieve the goal that we have, okay? So how can you 
you can never get good at something unless you have the self-confidence to try it or to repeat it. There's a certain sense of, or there's a sense of certainty with this kind of, with confidence. But when we're developing that kind of confidence, we have to have some self-confidence that we're willing to try. We're willing to take some risks. We're willing to try it out. And many of us only feel confident of the things we've tried and been successful at in our past. And that's why many, many people aren't pursuing things or goals and dreams in a way that really make them happy. Because we want to have the external confidence of already being good at it. It's too scary to try and fail, right? So we don't even try at all. And as I said, we're all confident in many things in our lives. So one exercise I like for clients to do, and I invite you to do, is to just make a list of 20 things that you already feel confident at doing. And the reason that I have people do this is because it gives our brains lots of proof that we are confident at doing many different things. And all of these things, most likely the very first time we did them, we were probably not that confident at it, right? The first time you ever had to drive across town to an unknown location, you probably maybe weren't super confident that you were going to get there, especially without GPS, right? I guess with GPS, you could be fairly certain, but I know when I use my GPS, I'm still a little nervous. So when we say that we're creating something or when we say that we're confident at something, it's because we've done it over and over most of the time and we have lots of proof of that. So you can make this list of 20 things and just already prove to your brain that you're confident and capable of learning something new to get confident at it. But when we're creating something new, we don't ever start with confidence. We start with self-confidence and self-confidence is internally created. When we're trying to do something new that we've never done before, it's self-confidence we need because our brain just can't jump straight to being confident and it would not even make sense. So when starting something new, our brains always throw up lots of red flags. It will tell us that it's a bad idea, that we've never done it before, that we've tried and maybe even failed at it before. It finds all kinds of proof that it's a terrible idea. And that's because you're lacking confidence. Now, even if you feel somewhat confident at first, there's still going to be those roadblocks you hit that will knock you down, but it's going to be the inner self-confidence that will get you back up in the game and help you stay there. So I want to share four secrets, not really secrets. Yeah, I'm going to call them secrets. Let's go with secrets that are going to create the self-confidence that will have you believing in yourself and getting the results that you want to get. So the first thing is you need to get really good at being willing to feel your feelings, to feel any feeling. Now, this is not as easy as it sounds, but we all have feelings that usually show up 
over and over. Like we feel the same kind of feelings on the regular. And if you don't have any practice with thinking about your feelings, then you're probably going to tend to just label these generically like good, bad, happy, sad, those basic kind of feelings. But I invite you when you're thinking about your feelings to dig a little bit deeper, okay, to find things, to find those feelings that are not just so surface level, but deeper. Like this morning I was describing something as melancholy, like I was feeling melancholy. So dive into those other feelings and um, you can actually Google a list of feelings online. It will bring you up tons of those and just start playing with them because when you get really good at feeling negative emotion, you are going to build so much self-confidence. Often when we feel negative emotion, we put it in the closet and we ignore it, but the more you ignore it, the more it's guaranteed that it will come back. And pushing emotion away is like pushing a beach ball underwater. The harder we push it away, the harder and faster it's going to come back. So just imagine if you were willing to feel embarrassed or feel like a failure. If you were willing to feel discouraged or disappointed or let down or uncertain or uncomfortable, these are all feelings I guarantee that you are going to feel on your journey to that big goal and dream. And you can choose to let these emotions stop you or you can decide to feel them and move forward. To know that when you feel failure, that that's an okay thing to feel because it means that you're doing something risky, something that might be moving you forward. It's when we decide, oh my gosh, I don't want to feel these feelings, so I'm just going to stay in my cave and I'm not going to move forward. That's when we kill the dream, right? But when you're willing to feel the feelings, then you can move forward. Then you gain confidence from that. And you can really generate a feeling anytime you want to generate it. All you have to do is think a thought that creates that feeling for you. If you get really comfortable feeling all these feelings, you're not going to spend so much time avoiding them or hiding or starting and stopping or thinking you're stuck. So, If you just close your eyes for just a second and imagine how self-confident that you would feel if you could feel that most scary emotion and be okay with it. All right, so that's my number one secret to creating self-confidence. We have to be willing to feel our feelings and to feel self-confidence. The second thing I want to share is having compassion for yourself. So you for sure will not do it all perfectly when you're just starting out. I've done some pretty big things in my life, taken on some pretty big challenges. And all the while, I was not perfect at them when I first started out. There was trial and error. There was some failure. There was some embarrassment, all of those feelings, but 
there's a big difference between those things happening and you being compassionate with yourself versus you beating yourself up. Which one do you think is going to create self-confidence? I know you know the answer to that. Knowing how to have compassion for yourself always is going to create self-confidence. If you think of someone you love, if they've had a rough day, you show them compassion. Maybe they just had the bad day and you're like, oh, it's okay. You can try again tomorrow. Keep going. And you do this because you love them, because you don't want them to lose their self-confidence. You want to boost it. But when it comes to ourselves, we are far more harsh than compassionate. We think we can beat ourselves up to the result. And if we don't beat ourselves up, that means that we're being too kind to ourselves and we'll never achieve it. And actually the opposite is true. Because when we say things like, that was terrible, you'll never get there, you're a loser, I knew it, you should never even have tried, we don't do that to other people. We only do it to ourselves. So if you just started treating yourself the way you treat other people, you are going to find lots of compassion for yourself. And it doesn't mean that you don't have expectations for yourself. It's not to say that you don't say, I'm really disappointed that I didn't do that thing I said I was going to do. But instead of punching yourself in the face, you just acknowledge it and commit to getting better. You find a way to do it differently next time. And to think thoughts that keep you in the game, like, yep, there's another screw up, or yeah, that didn't go well, I've just got to try the next thing. Everything that doesn't work is something that we can learn from. And we can think things like, I'm so glad I get another opportunity. We can have accountability and compassion at the same time. And remember, the only time that we're ever failing is when we quit. The rest of the time, we are either learning or winning. So compassion generates self-confidence. Okay, number three is showing up for yourself. Showing up for yourself is when you make a commitment and you follow through, just like you would commit to someone else. It's how we create trust with ourselves. So think about how trust is created with others. If your partner or a good friend makes a commitment to you and doesn't follow through, you can have some compassion. But if they don't follow through most of the time, you lose your trust in what they say they will do. And the same thing happens in our relationship with ourselves. If I say I'm going to stick with a meal plan for a day and I never do that, that commitment doesn't mean anything to my brain. It's just lip service to make me feel like I'm taking some kind of action. And when we do that over and over, it becomes very hard to follow through because we've created a habit of not following through. But when we recommit, we'll also hear a lot of, yeah, you've tried this before, or you know you won't follow through Why don't you just go shopping instead from our brains? Because it doesn't want us to to do the hard thing. 
and it becomes harder and harder to rebuild the trust the longer that we do think that we say that we're going to do things and don't do them but when we start rebuilding the trust when we start following through it's so worth it because that's how we start to really show our brain that when we make commitments we're going to follow through so you can use a calendar or a planner or a to-do list if you want but no matter what it is you use please stop blowing yourself off being realistic is the is really the key in the beginning so don't put things down that you absolutely know that you're not going to follow through with and if you do put it down follow through. Creating trust is key to creating self-confidence. All right, number four. The fourth thing to remember is that confidence is a feeling, like I mentioned earlier, and we can generate it with our thoughts. Okay, our thoughts always create our feelings. And if you want to create a feeling of self-confidence, then you can generate thoughts to create it. Some thoughts that produce self-confidence for me are, I'm figuring this out. I can do hard things. I'm learning what works for me. Or one of my favorites is just, it's possible. We have access to any feeling we want to have at any time just by thinking a thought that creates it. And the trick here is that the thought has to feel true in our bodies. When it feels true, it feels light. It feels possible. When it doesn't feel true, it's going to feel heavy and forced, kind of like putting ice cream on top of sauerkraut. Okay? That wouldn't taste good. And when feelings don't feel true in our body, it's the same thing. It's like ick. So you get the point. Watch your thinking. Feel free to borrow these and for sure start generating your own thoughts. So these are only four things that you guys need to know to build the self-confidence. And as you implement these four things, you're not only going to gain some self-confidence, but you're going to move forward just by taking the actions. It's kind of like a bonus because you're going you're gonna to achieve some things and you're going to get good at things. And you're going to accomplish things that you've never done before, all on your way to creating self-confidence. And when you do this over and over, then you're going to have that external reward of the confidence. All right? So as you're being the person who is willing to feel the feelings, is compassionate with yourself, has trust in yourself, and does what she says she's going to do, when you become the person who chooses your thoughts on purpose, and that creates the feeling of self-confidence, I just want you to imagine what's possible. All right, so try it out on your own, and if you want to learn more about how to create this kind of self-confidence, if you are ready to take these four steps, and not only unlock self-confidence, but make massive strides towards whatever it is you are wanting to create in your life, then hit me up for a free call. Okay, We can talk about where you are and where you want to be and what's stopping you. I would love to help you learn how to be more self-confident in your life 
so that you can use it as fuel to create whatever you want to create. So just go ahead and shoot me an email at Janelle at JanelleJ.com or I will put my calendar link in the show notes and I would love to talk to you. So again, the email is Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E at JanelleJ, J-A-I dot com. All right. Have a fabulous week.